Oh, there you are. There's there's one of our guys who's always there. Hi, buddy. Hey, uh, welcome to episode 273 of the Hooters yes. podcast. How's it going? Great. I It's been a while since I, I've seen Chris. Yeah, because we did uh, the SEMA, and then I had to tear everything down and put everything back together in the studio here. And Right. And then I got sick, and uh, now we're back. And we have a guest, Mr. Patrick Costello. Thank you for joining us again. Anytime. Always a pleasure. Um, you guys heard him before. Yes. Like yeah. three months ago? Yeah, a little while Maybe ago. Maybe like that. And you, this is your third time on? Yeah, we did the one down at uh, Four Sons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Where we ate pizza. Oh, yes, yes. Pizza uh, that was good. That was good stuff. Uh, so you're back again. We don't yes. have an agenda for this evening. I'm going to kind of meander around, which always makes for the worst shows, but don't worry about that. That's not your fault. That's my fault. Um, I'm I'll do my best. Prepared. I'm just happy to be back in the studio. I like doing the video format, um, and it's good stuff. So we're, uh, here we go. Uh, let's dive right into it. Whenever you're on, we like to talk about car shows. I like to talk about them too. So that's your jam. It. So <laughs> it is. Who do you yeah. hate the most? It who is. You hate the most. Yeah. Who do you hate the most? I hate everybody world? equally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, that was my old line from high school. <laughs> I'm like, I don't hate any one group. I hate everybody just the same. No, I don't. I don't fill my heart with hate. And, uh, yeah, I like. That. I love everybody. How did season two go? What can you tell? I mean, how did it go? You can say it went well. Uh, you know, it's it, it's like a it's like a season two. It's it's like a sequel of a a big movie. I mean, everything was bigger. Season two. Of Truck Night in America. I yeah, say. so I make a show called Truck Night in America, and it's big and fun and for everybody. Um, and it's a lot of fun to make, it's a lot of fun to watch. And we just wrapped, or this summer we wrapped season two, and uh, I'm in post-production right now on it. I have no idea if I should look at you or the camera or what, but uh, you can look at us. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, and it was it was big. Everything, trucks are bigger, contestants are bigger personalities the airtime was bigger the course was a bit bigger the challenges were definitely much crazier and you, you still good for you guys for not delving into the whole you never said we need to add more of a a false drama build element like everything no. seems real it is real everything is two, real you've had two special episodes which aren't part of season two but were kind of shot during season yeah. two right mm-hmm um it's so, technically part of season one but we we shot them during our season what what tell us about those episodes uh well there were two uh uh episodes that were exclusively fords um which was interesting for me to learn about all the nuances and ford trucks from the sort of 60s and 70s um by nuances do you mean great disparities in terms of build tolerances yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. not shitting on them i mean just of the era you know people have certain yeah. things that they love and some people love bump sides and some people love dense sides and some people you know and there's no, differences like when, within them and yeah, you know like i just learned about all jeff that. had his truck i mean it was just like from one year to the next there'd be like a completely different design on one part that makes no sense at all and yeah only did it for one year but the good thing is underneath it was the same until like tuesday uh, so like, <laughs> what did you, you have? What kind of truck 65, did you have? All oh, right. Um, custom cab, long bed. Um, so yeah, but like not, it would not have done well on your course. Are you, you know, you'd be surprised. No, no, it right? was, it was minus engine and exhaust stuff. Yeah. It was stock okay. running gear. Um, it wasn't even four wheel drive when, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, fresh out, it. fresh off SEMA, uh, just outside of where we had the, um, podcast studio and stage set up with, with Magnaflow. Classic Car Studios, the guys behind uh, Speed is the New Black, which I'll give you the story behind that. Sounds exciting. Uh, 
But they had an F100 there that was the most immaculate truck I think I've ever seen. Mm. Much, much carbon fabrication that you wouldn't even know was carbon. And every single person in SEMA couldn't manage to keep their goddamn hands off of the car. Oh, wow. Uh, in the middle of the podcast, you could just hear us yelling at people, get your hands off the truck. <laughs> I drove their 86 Chevy, and it was awesome. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure for more of a showpiece truck, it was probably wild. So, uh, I, I watched the first episode of the half season, you know, the special season, we'll call yeah. it. And it was great to see the fours getting bashed, like right off the bat beat the shit out of the trucks yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's the it's the real deal not everybody realizes that when they show up but i mean right from the right from go that first challenge is gnarly how many waivers are there where like you're gonna break your truck like like you have to do people like nah it's it's i got it it's fine do people not think they're gonna break their truck and then they break their truck uh sometimes you know season two people had had a pretty good idea of what they were okay what they were getting into um some people did builds exclusively for the show. Oh, really? Is, it's cool to see. Yeah, people are like, I, you know, I built this. I did X, Y, and Z. Yeah, after one season, yeah, yeah, specifically come on the show. So that's great. But you know, there's one waiver, and you, you know, you sign it. And <laughs> what's amazing about the show is people show up, and they're like, they they'll do a challenge, maybe two or three. They'll break something and go out, and they will say, "I have never had more fun." That's good. Yeah, and we help them out. I mean, we'll drive we'll shafts are cheap. You don't even need to lift your truck up because you can just lean under and fix things yeah so that's nice. jimmy yeah get the roller yeah. yeah and if it's simple stuff we'll you know help them fix it it's all off camera to you nice. know, get them home so it's like we you know as long as it's not oh, look at crazy this is their trucks so most of the parts are readily available yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. good that's good and then so um do you have any idea when uh, season two might air uh rough estimate currently looking at the end of january also so, also disclaimer um I might be in the credits. Yes, possibly. I might have written some yes. info. Before the podcast podcast started, I was frantically emailing somebody in post being like, check the credits, see if Jeff Clucker's in there. Uh, uh, yeah, I helped out with some of the information on the trucks this season, so that was fun. <laughs> so thank you for letting me do that, Patrick. Uh, if you haven't seen Patrick on the podcast or heard Patrick on the podcast before, sorry about that, that's my phone, Rookie. not on vibrate. Oh, no. Rookie. Um, if you haven't heard or seen Patrick on the podcast before, we met from working together on some Top Gear stuff, which was my, I got a credit there as well. Season seven. Yo, we always get this confused, right? Season it was seven. Technically, it was, I think, season five, but they had a, like a, a, season four was like a two-parter, so some people, some okay. places it's season six. It, it was the last five. good season. Last season, <laughs> last season on History Channel. The last, the Tanner, last Rudd, Tanner, and Adam. Are they... Did they try and revive that again? I can't even remember. I don't even. Know. BBC America revived it with all different hosts. And they did one okay. season, and I, I, that's yeah, what I was did. like, if that was a thing that was coming, or if it had already come and gone. Oh, it came and went. Okay, came and went. Okay, so I guess um, I guess I, I didn't check it out, but I guess the numbers didn't warrant a second season. Yeah. The uh, other note that we should probably mention that I don't think we've talked about since it happened is Zach took over as one of the hosts on Drive. Yes. So, yeah, that hasn't happened since we've been on? Uh, we've not done a show together since that Fuck, happened. we've been, we've yeah, been on for been a while. I just want to give a quick shout-out for a super chat. I, you just came out of nowhere, Ski Bomb 291 uh, to saying he gave us a, a very healthy super chat amount, and he said this is for the Happy Holiday Burnout video, which means I have to go and shoot one of those now. Um, <laughs> I'll probably reuse footage from the season so because we've got some good ones in there. I'm trying to think if I have anything coming up where I can do a burnout. I'm driving the new Ranger next week. And if I can get a rear-wheel drive version of that, I'll try to sneak off and do a burnout oh, dude, of that. Well, even if it's a four-wheel drive, you'll be able to switch it into the rear only. 
I should be able to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right, right. For sure. I'm trying to think of else what else I might be getting. Oh, DBS Super Legere. Never mind. We got one coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and my my very good friend who used to work there no longer works there, so he doesn't care. He liked the burnouts anyway, but it's even it's less of a matter now. So we're good to go. Um, so that'll be good. So thank you, Ski Bum, very much. Much, much appreciated. Um so yes, Zach is a host on not to slide off of your show. No, by you're, still in, you're still in post. Anyway, we're still in post. We're still in post. Um <laughs> that's 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 TV lingo, guys. We're I'm finishing a, it up. I'm a big shot pro now. <laughs> you can tell by the exclusive <laughs> studio space. Right yeah. Which we couldn't figure out how to angle the table to the camera earlier. Um the um Zach is a host on Drive. I haven't watched any of it yet, so have you seen it? I was there. I went to there was a bit of a showing party for that. Uh, and, uh, cool. yeah, we'll tell him thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, that was his, uh, it was his girlfriend put together a little thing. So I don't know that she had your info. I'm just kidding. So I'll make sure you make invited it to, to shit. I'll make sure you get to the next I don't one. get invited to anything. It's fine. Hey, I got left Wait, out. Did you just come from something? Yeah, but it okay. was a automaker thing. And I just got bumped from something over the weekend. So don't worry about it. We're taking our hits left and right. Nice. Um, uh, so, okay. So, but yeah, Zach, so Zach took over. Uh, he did one episode that was an off-road, uh, right. it, was, it was off-road. With uh, it was with um, Alex, Alex, and Spinelli, Spinelli, and it was Zach was in, he was in an aerial Adam, or yep. not an Adam, uh, not the, no, a nomad. nomad, nomad rather. This different between the two, really. Yeah, it's a lifted Adam. Yeah, it's an up and Adam, if you will. It's, oh, I like that a lot. Uh, <laughs> Simpsons joke. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then let's see. I believe it was a Land Rover, and I think. I think Spinelli had uh, Grand Cherokee. Yeah, something like it was the crazy ad nomad, um, a luxury SUV, and then something in the middle, right? Basically, yeah. is the idea, yeah. right? Um, and they and I know Zach put a shit ton of miles on this nomad. Like yes, they drove like all over Oregon doing this shoot, and uh, I don't know if I'm spoiling things or not, so I'm going to stop my mouth there. Well, it's out, right? The episodes aired. Yeah, that's a good point. They did. Was so, there a specific objective or something um, they were measuring? It was, no, it was, I mean, they were basically just making their way through Oregon off-road as much yeah. as they to could. To see who, uh, like, and, what's the better way to do it, yeah. right? Like, I, and here's where I'm almost thinking. There were legal issues that arose uh, on a ranch, but I don't know how much of that was left into the final one or not. Because oh, it was, yeah. Okay, okay. So, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh, um, but the episode aired. They drove a shit ton of miles, and and Zach loved it and hated it. I yes, and Zach will be back on as soon as he can line it up. That that poor guy is in the air more than pretty much anybody else I know. At this he's point. a busy he's a busy cat. Yes. Uh, shooting all the stuff for JF and all that stuff. But I was very happy to see that Zach got promoted to screen time because he's one of the funniest dudes out there uh, it's well past due yeah i agree you know. i agree and uh Kristen lee was in this season which yep. is good for her yep she did a, some good stuff so i i know of the episodes i just haven't watched them yet basically um i and, think i may i think i may have a link to the screeners so okay we'll share afterwards um and then uh, speaking of other shows car shows the grand tour season three trailer came out and it actually oh, looks pretty it. fucking good oh they're gonna do a great job I mean, the footage is obviously majestic. Um, it, it it shows like one of the first shots of the the trailer or teaser trailer. I don't know whatever it is. I think it was a trailer. Um, is Hammond in like an '80s American truck? It looks like he's somewhere in South America on a rickety bridge, way high in the air, with no guardrails and no supports, and inching his way across. And it's like tight shot, helicopter shot. You're just yeah. like like all right, this is like some good Legit. old school Top Gear shit. 
Uh, so it looks pretty good. It they looked, were in China for a while for that. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe it was there, then they shot that. Uh, I should probably also mention that uh, I was in a super secret documentary that it just premiered a few weeks ago, actually, uh, by a man by the name of Alex Winters, if you know who that is. Like uh, Bill and Ted? As in Bill and Ted. He's been a big shot uh, documentary director for years and years now, and we were all NDA'd out on all that. Um, but... Yeah, there's a documentary out now called The Trust Machine, narrated by Rosario Dawson, and uh, my company, Guardian Circle, is one of the key focuses in it. Basically a documentary on how blockchain technology is changing kind of finance and governance stuff across the world. That so, has nothing to do with cars, but it is it, very not. fascinating. Uh, um, but yeah, Alex so, Winters is awesome. Uh, yeah, Alex is awesome. He is uh, excellent, if you will. I don't know. <laughs> You should go to Radwood. I mean, that if anybody needs to go to Radwood. Now, I, the poor man would blow his brains out at a certain point. Maybe. He um, might love it. He might love it. He'd have a hard day. He might love it. Um, Judging he, from like our friends that are like quasi-celebrity level that are there that get bugged. Why would he not like it? Um, he would be swamped. I feel by... like people would leave him alone. People would be like, there's people who show up. So like, we're friends with Matt. There's people who have never met Matt who like geek out on him being like a major car celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like everybody's pretty calm about it. And I think some people would be more excited to meet Matt than Alex Winters. They might not even know Alex Oh, no, Winters. no, no. Alex, he's an older version of Bill. Oh, but he? he still okay. very much looks like Bill. All right. Uh, and uh, especially LA. LA kind of like gets celebrity culture, you know? To Dude, a degree. I was yeah. with so yeah. I was with uh Jason Camisa at the end of it. It was wrapping up. We were talking some podcast stuff, and there was just there is a definite creep factor with certain people that get there. Like, and I've seen it before with Beth, being out with Matt and Zach got a little bit of it this time too, to where like people just don't want to let you go. And this guy bugging bug Jason to be like, "So I want to come back to your house and talk to you for a while." Oh, and like the guy had to be <laughs> physically removed from the premises. Uh, so. Yeah, weirdos happen. Uh, so if you're going to Radwood, don't be weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't see any of that because I'm nobody. So that's good. Um, and uh, no, Radwood was great. I'm going to segue into Radwood yeah. now. It was this past weekend in LA. They did a great venue in the Peterson. You didn't make it out, did you? I did not. I you was gutted. You didn't have a Radwood era car. Wait, what year is your car? 97. You, 97 you, Jeep Cherokee. You would have made it. I know. I was gutted not to go. You got to get it done. I really wanted to be there. Um, uh, we're going to get to your Jeep in a minute because I'm going to pose questions out to people sure. um, about your Jeep and your plan and like what you, they think you should do. Could be a great idea. Could be a terrible idea. I just so, don't know. Uh, yeah. Radwood, I really liked the venue. I thought the Peterson was great. It was. There was plenty of room to walk around and it felt it felt successfully crowded, if that makes sense, where it was like great oh, cars, yeah. great people. You didn't feel squished. If you got bored of the show for a minute, you could go into the Peterson. In the parking garage, the whole thing? It was the top two floors yeah. of the parking garage. Yep. It's a big garage. Uh, it is. There's plenty, oh, plenty of room for it. Yeah. And and uh, I would say just the right amount of room, actually, because had it been any more cars, it would have started to get a little too crowded up top there. Yes, definitely. Um, um, and there was, there, was some, there was some repeat vehicles. Only a few repeat vehicles. There were no less than three Countaches at the end of the show. There were three Countaches. Yes. Uh, Matt's Countach was there. James Chen, who's who owns a wheel company, was there. And, and then some, some dude places. in a black one rolled up. Yeah, like kind of like a ratty one I almost. Can't. I didn't <laughs> see that one. That I one looked at rat, ratty. Ratty. I didn't get that close to okay. it um, Maybe just the other two were like flawless. Uh, Musto and I were completely geeking out on this. Uh, it Conquest. Was a, it was a, yeah, <laughs> No, it was actually a, it was a um, Shelby Daytona. Oh, there was a Daytona. There was a Daytona. That was what was that had been like a ninety two or something like that? Uh, maybe. 
Um, and that's, of course, a front-wheel drive vehicle. This had been converted to rear-wheel drive and had a 6.4-liter Hemi in it. I thought it was 6.1. Uh, might have been. I could be wrong. Either way, it had a Hemi. It in had it, a Hemi. Uh, and a manual transmission. And the swap looked like it came from the factory. That yeah. Way. Everybody was, was geeking on that car. Amazing. And then um, somebody had also uh, managed to shove a 1JZ into, I think it was an 84 Corolla. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And we didn't spot it until the very end. And again, it looked factory minus one hose clamp that was clear. Like they had no choice but to use that. I mm-hmm. loved the, there was this like period correct late 90s Tacoma pre runner or actually trophy truck, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The colors were on it were awesome. Um, like you could tell that the suspension was of the era. So like not as much travel as today. Yeah. But that it was a full race truck that they used to run behind. It was you know, a, they, it, cla- been, it used to be class seven. It would have been awesome if they like rigged it out with like like an old Proflex mountain bike in the back too. I know, right? <laughs> you know, no, but it had everything period correct. On it, it had like new low rants in it, but everything else was legit. I forget they told me the motor, but it was a full race motor, and I can't remember exactly what race motor was. The truck was bad. The, uh, the Nordica Volvo took uh, best livery because the driver was wearing matching clothing. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then let's see. A Firebird formula that was in immaculate condition won Best Domestic. Nice. How was the EB110? Wasn't there enough? There was a Bugatti EB110, but I think it came from the museum. Yeah, yeah I think so. It was, I mean, it was gorgeous. It was stunning. Yeah. It was just sitting right there by the entrance to the museum. Yeah. I don't think I it was think in the it came from the museum. I'm guessing on that. I'm I, not 100%. Yeah, I don't though. think it came as a. Uh... Honda and Acura supported the show. Um, Acura had their real time Integra race car out there, which was people were losing their minds on that they had a concept car and then they had an original type r and then they let journalist steven ewing from motor one drive a honda civic si to the show it was a it's the em1 so in 1999 it was i think it's called electron blue pearl for the civic si but it's when he got to the show it had 790 miles on it and they're like yeah take it for the week they gave it yeah he had to leave the next day and they're like just drop it off at the airport because i mean it's it's a civic but it's it's a pretty amazing Civic. Yeah. I mean, but I guess to, to Honda corporate, they're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, they're like, just, I mean, try not to ding it up, but yeah, yeah it's still just a Civic. Um, they, I was talking to someone tonight about that car, and they're like, yeah, I mean, we figure if we keep it under 1,000 miles, it's still good. Like, All right, good for you. Yeah. They started loaning it out or using it during events um, when it had about 400 miles on it. So, yeah. Good for them. So wait, what's special about it? If it's a the ninety nine to two thousand Civic is the the famous EM one coupe. They only made it for two years. The engine revs to about eight thousand RPM. It's like one of the greatest front driver cars I've ever, I've ever driven. Yeah. Um, it had a cool shape, you know, very clean Civic li- or Civic coupe lines. They made it's the exact opposite of the current Civic R type R. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it yeah. It was it was just it was understated, simple, but a shit ton of fun. The the, the the engine code is B16A2. It's this great, just high revving. It had a very clear VTEC changeover, so you're at like 5,000 RPM or something like that. It's like, oh, bah! like the, the yeah, the, the cam, cam profile, profile is oh. hugely yeah. different. I had a, a super ratty one yeah, with did. an intake, and then the intake amplified the VTEC changeover. It was that and one. the best part yeah. of yours though, nitrous. You had nitrous. Yeah, the, but the nitrous you was did. dumb. I only used it yes, once or twice. But sometimes the dumb is oh, yeah. just you know. Because that car was like literally almost worthless at that point. Yeah, I got and it for that was free. Amazing. Yeah, I got it for free. Um, and the night it was like a fifty shot of nitrous, and it was a full throttle application, not like a you hit, not like fast furious button on the steering wheel. It was like you're at full throttle, and then it would come on. So like it wasn't yeah. 
it all it felt like was that it made the VTEC louder. Like that's about <laughs> that's all it felt like it did. Um, but that car was a ton of fun. So to see an, a crazy clean example was was pretty cool. I just found out that they made a version similar. It's basically the same engine in the UK. They have a full five door wagon called the VTS. So it's the Civic VTS. It's a legit. It's not a hatchback. It's like a, a wagon, five door wagon. Mm -hmm. They made a an estate car. Yes, thank you. Yeah. That's that's true. Mm -hmm. They made a version called the VTSI, and they only made 500 wagons, and it's only in this color called Pirates Black or something like that. Uh, I think it was called Pirates Black, which is kind of purpley in the sun. And uh, so B16A2, so same Civic SI engine, they made 500 of them, so even more rare. And I just found out about this car, and then you go, and I was some... I tweeted about it like I'd never seen this car before. It's amazing. It's a Civic SI wagon. Um, and an English journalist was like, yeah, you can find them over here. Um, they're like, even though they made 500, they're for sale and they're like a few thousand well, pounds. The great <laughs> thing is, though, with, with working on Hondas is Hondas are like Lego pieces. They just click and fit together. And like wiring harnesses are usually really easy to swap stuff in and out of. So, like, if you wanted to build one of those for some crazy reason, right. you could do that super easy. Right. I mean, yeah. that's one of the things I like about working on Honda is they're very modular. Yeah. Probably the most of any of the major manufacturers. Now let's let's jump over to your rad Jeep. Did you drive it here tonight? I did. Yeah. yeah. It's outside. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Two door, uh, Cherokee uh, Cherokee XJ Sport. Yeah, five speed. Ninety seven. Old enough to party five this year, huh? Old enough to party this year. <laughs> five speed. Yeah, it was the first model year of the 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 uh, the the new body style now so how long have you had it since the beginning oh my brother and i kind of traded off on it but did it come from like the parents and then we gave it to you or you no, no no i bought but new new in, what are those in run 97 back? okay what are those run back then you i have no idea Thirteen thousand dollars. i mean who uh, knows um it came with the upcountry suspension package which was like <laughs> don't a, even know what it is anymore i don't i don't um, lift, what how many just, miles are on it One hundred and. 82 or something right around there so i want to dive into this because you have a plan for this so you've now yeah. been in the world of trucks for a bit yes you've wet your beak you've actually <laughs> yes. pre-run baja yes um with one of your hosts what do, so tell them your overarching goal or dreams for the truck like you have a budget yeah and what do you want to see happen 10 say, say the budget too. 10, 10k uh keep it under 10k um uh long arm uh maybe like a four inch lift um probably 32s some new gears for the diff um probably some jeep speed unibody um frame stiffeners and, and things like that just to really make it supported uh a little bit on the interior to bring it up to something like what stock was right and uh probably paint okay so uh, bumpers that, front and rear but yeah that's, yeah uh, now there's gonna stuff. be people who are gonna be like no keep it stock but you've had yeah. it this long you've enjoyed it for years stock you've had it since the beginning well, doesn't need to be stock. i say go for it right? that and it's not like it's some rare car no no where, no. no you know right well, when was the last time you've seen a two-door five-speed extra jeeps may as well just be like <laughs> generic things on yeah. wheels for me it's not that yeah. i don't respect them it's just they're not in my headspace at all so unless it's like an srt8 where i'm like oh that's cool 
I don't pay attention. Yeah, they have started popping up on Bring a Trailer regularly. Yeah, but you're still they're still behind the the, the vintage classic cool. Yeah, SUV I mean, I, I you know I'm joking because they are everywhere. Everybody wants uh, FJs are the hot ticket right now. They're the price, which bums me out because I wanted one. I wanted an FJ sixty or sixty two. Prices are boop. I missed my boat there. Um, Cherokees could be next. I think we're probably a few years out from that, like somewhere between three and five years out from people going, Oh, Cherokees are still cheap and, and yeah. diving in. Um, well, so- they, they designed a race series for them called Jeep speed, which started sucking hmm. them up a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that. The, the great thing about it is they're very light. They're very light. So well, you get a little extra power. You, it's, yeah, I it's, think they David Tracy at Jalopnik is probably dismantling them piece by piece right, for his own yeah. supply. He's driving them into his own, lawn at this point um so ten thousand dollars it's funny you worry that that's not enough and i say that it's time well if you include paint it just seems like it's not paint paint can get expensive that's different why do you need paint if you're about to go bad dude it's got that california i mean fix fix the rust if there's rust there's no rust okay then a little bit on the roof line don't worry about scratches but don't worry about it then like who cares about the paint Paint should be the last priority. Yeah, yeah or, you know what? Or wrap it. It could go full derelict. Yes, wrap it. yes, I was thinking about wrap. Wrap it because then if you off road, you get you get you beat it up. Who gives a shit? Better yeah, that or at the very least, yeah. like go like put all your stuff on it and take it off road once before you do any kind of cosmetic stuff on it. So like you're not heartbroken if you take a car that you just finished out and put a big ass scratch in. Or or even like Earl Scheib or Mako because you're gonna fuck the paint up anyway. So yeah. you get a good like. 10 footer paint job you're like oh that looks good that, you know you, that's a fresh paint job and then when you go scratch you go i don't give a shit that was a 600 hundred dollar paint job who cares and then some yeah. this is a controversial one because some people like it for its practicality and some people hate it because of what it is but rhino lining on the body panels because it's pretty much indestructible off-road it is i yeah. just don't like the look it's you know i get it it's I a, totally it's get a it. thing practical people yeah. yeah i totally get it it's not for me how have but we I not created an automotive coating better than just paint your vinyl wraps at this point? It's because they were 2018. They were. And we're though. still fucking painting body panels. I thought yeah. it was just a ton of plasti dip on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know why we <laughs> don't, don't just do have like plastic awesome. shelves over things at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's working. Somebody somewhere is like, I do that. That's what I do. That's my thing. Are you about, should I patent this? At which point PPG's silent assassin goes and takes them out. Okay, now moving to our own vehicles, Chris. I want to talk. How's your fleet doing? Uh, good. I got the oh, so yeah, the Porsche got hit almost as soon as I got back yeah, from SEMA. That's uh, I went to the store and somebody piled right into the back of it, and I came out and I was like, oh, well, how bad fuck was it? everything? Um, they took out the back bumper and took it out. Oh, like it wasn't just pushed in. It was. It, it was like ripped off. And Jesus. I don't even know how they did it. It, 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 it. Parking lot speed, like it was a skillful removal. No frame damage. Uh, no, 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 no. Like actual, just the right angles to to rip body to rip off. it off and okay. then fuck up one of the exhaust tips. And as it turns out, the exhaust tips on a Macan are six hundred and fifty dollars a piece. Jesus Christ! Because Porsche, of course they are. Um, welcome, welcome to. There yeah, you I know. Go. I thought the Corvette tax was bad. No, you. Um, you, you... <laughs> You gotta learn today. <laughs> it's pretty bad, but not that bad. Did they leave the same? Oh yeah, they left. Asshole. And then I, I go into the store and I'm like, Do you guys keep cameras? I'm like, no, because we don't want to answer to people like you. Yeah, right. Oh, the Porsche guy wants us to check the videotape. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good there. Yeah. That sucks. Is uh, it fixed? Yeah, yeah, it's fixed. Okay. It's fine now. Uh so that was all taken care of. Um 
And then otherwise, um, the Fiesta's gone, right? No, Fiesta's here because I got. Some reason I, thought I keep getting ready to sell it, and then something comes up with like work, or I got sick and wasn't able to work on it. Right. Um, but the, the goal is this weekend to finish the last two little things on it. Like none of this has even been major work. It's just been a matter of time. Sure. Um, so it's just a matter of finishing the paint, uh, paint treatment I did on it and then taking care of wheel spacers and then it's done. So, and vet, nothing just still that I am back burner still it's, I'm actually, uh, accumulating parts for build for build right now. What, okay. what is the vet? What year? It's a 2008. I've had it since it was new. Um, it's got a lot of suspension work on it, uh, and headers and a tune. The motor otherwise is untouched. Uh, I am doing a big brake system upgrade. That's the first thing that's happening. But I've got bushings. I've got new dampers. You know, for coilovers and all that stuff. So it's it's going from kind of a you know streetish to low levelish track build to kind of a levelish track build now. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that's what's going to be happening with that. Although, given uh, given what I'm kind of watching with the economy, I'm being a little hesitant about spending a lot of money. On it, so. Mm. We'll see. All right. Uh, on my front, I so I broke something on my Mercedes. So we're gonna we're gonna back up because, like I said, we it's been a bit since we've been together. My W114 Benz sedan, my rheostat was precarious. And for those of you who don't know what a rheostat is, a rheostat is a potentiometer that varies resistance of an electrical current and it sits on the back of a gauge cluster. Look, I sound like I know what I'm A rheostat is actually it can a be piece any, of shit. It's uh, what it is. A rheostat <laughs> could be actually any knobby turny thing. Okay. Well, so. this one on the back of the Mercedes gauge cluster into the back of the video gauges is um, you adjust it and it dims your lights, basically. It dims <laughs> the lights in your gauge cluster. Those are two entirely different explanations of what a rheostat so, is. So, well, it's varying the resistance, and that's how much power and, and powers your lights, basically. So, I mine was shitty because they just they get old and the surfaces get dirty and this and that. Yeah, and they so, oxidized, and then yeah. the, the resistance on those components is different from what it originally was calibrated for. So, it's like, I don't know what to do. And, and I just had no dash lights. Uh, I had a guy adjust it. He's like, do not touch anything. If you hit a bump, your dash lights could go out. I'm like, all right, that's granted fair ticket. And eventually they did eventually go out and it sucks to not have dash lights. So I bought a new rheostat and I put it in and I was screwing it in and there's these two posts that slide it on, but then there's this long pole that sticks out <laughs> and that goes into the knob you turn to adjust the rheostat in the back. So like on the outside of the gauge cluster, when you twist it, that's what you try and adjust your dimness in. If you don't line that up perfectly and you're screwing it down, you're like, you know what? I'm going to screw this in to seat it and get it to sit in place. No, like you would other parts. I do that and I hear a snap and I go, oh, and I keep screwing. And I'm like, and then I hear like a something fall loose. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I unscrew it. I take it out. I totally snapped a plastic piece that holds the, it in. It lines up and, and I broke my brand new rheostat. It's like, motherfucker. So I take the old rheostat just to put it back on in place just to have a rheostat sitting there knowing it doesn't work. And as I'm putting that one in, I do the same exact thing <laughs> you cannot tighten it to seat it it has to be sitting and then you tighten it um so i was super fucking pissed super fucking pissed but also <laughs> laughing because i was i was and how much of the rest that's on those uh over 100 um 140 <laughs> 150 bucks this is a little piece of nothing come to find out a quick fix that a lot of these benz guys do is they're like just turn that knob on your dash like 50 times and it like cleans the oxidation off and you kind of get your dash lights back 
which is a common thing. And they're just kind of okay, and you kind of live with it. So the other thing to do is to ditch the rheostat and bridge the gap between the two poles that come out the back of the gauge. Yes, cluster. and that'll give you 100% light all the time. You can't adjust it, but it doesn't matter because you want them at 100% anyway, because it's not like it's this big, beautiful, bright gauge cluster. Yeah. Uh, so what I was going, some people solder it. What I did was took a wire with alligator clips. I took my gauge. Thankfully, the gauge cluster comes out really easily on that car. Mm -hmm. Like it's not held in with screws. It's kind of just press fit in place. Um, and then there's a, you have to do speedo cable, two electrodes, power, and then oil pressure. And that's then the gate that slides out. So that's nice. Um, I took a wire with alligator clips. So on the back, it's the most ghetto fix on the back of the gate. But if a future owner wants to take that off, so I didn't solder anything. If he wants to put in a rheostat and make it original, um, it's two alligator clips, one wire. It's sitting on the back of the gauge cluster and then like rubber banded to another piece. So the excess wire doesn't fall out and it fucking works. It, it works great. I have full... If, dash lights. If you want, because I've got my full like pro soldering electrical rework here, we can put a modern rheostat on there so that it doesn't have those issues. It and looks. It, I'm happy with. My I, I'm just fix. awesome. <laughs> like, it's a very easy thing that we could do here in yeah. like an hour. Right. That if you want to, we can totally do that. Properly. Maybe so. we will. But I I also like that I left it, um, reversible back to stock. If someone so wanted, yes. Um, but I'm very happy to report that I broke something and then fixed something. Work around, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say fixed. No, no, I, it's fucking fixed. <laughs> in in the Hooniverse, that is fixed. Uh, it works. They look great. They're bright. I can read them. I'm happy. Cars running well and all that stuff. And it's ready. It's it's about. It's almost time to list it for sale. So uh, it's it's about we're getting to that time. We're getting. I don't to know that, that I don't want advertising to these fixes before you put it. <laughs> no, in no, no, no. I that, that's my thing with this car. Yeah. I never want to get. I I am gonna walk you through too much things when I sell you a car. I'm gonna be like, I would do that. I would do that. I would do that. So that when you leave, there's never a what about this. So if if you're about to jettison that vehicle, what are the plans going on with other vehicles? Well, the, it's so it's supposed to, it's the the wombat has not officially started yet because they've just been busy with the holiday seasons and some mm -hmm. other cars got in the way. It was supposed to happen this week. I'm hoping it happens next week. I'm I'm going to the shop. And the the initial right money has been paid, so the, this isn't a case of me hoping to get this work done like it was in the last one. There's money being spent here. It's going to happen now. And where is it residing right now? Uh, it's at the shop. Yeah, but where's the shop? Oh, like fucking five. I could ride my, I could walk to the shop from my house. It's oh, like, okay. It's in Lake Forest. OC Car Inc. Um, I think that's their Instagram handle. You should go look them up. They do mostly like hot roddy stuff. They're also looking to do, um, like they want to try to get into some more European stuff too. So if you have a European car in Orange County, hit me up if you're looking for somebody for some mods. Like they're looking to expand beyond street cars, uh, muscle cars. Hold on, we have someone commenting on my fix. Thomas West. That sounds like something of the electrical engine. So, that sounds like something some of the electrical engineering engineering majors at my school do. At least your solution is not irreversible, unlike some of my friends. Thank you, Thomas West. I'm very proud of my fix. So if you have a car that you're looking to get some tuning shit done in Orange County, hit me up because I'd love to direct business to the shop for helping me out. They just haven't got to my car yet because a bunch of shit got in the way. Then you have the holidays. Then you have some workers get sick. There's plenty of excuses, but I get it. This time of year sucks for that shit. What did you pay for them to do? 
Uh, I'm not going to give dollar amounts, but no, basically no, no. Now, now, what's the quantity? You, you, you paid them money to do what? To start, to start the project, to like get it up on the lifts. Um, we already have an engine sourced. Um, we have an LS sourced, so an LS3 sourced. Uh, so we're just waiting to get it on the lift to get it and and start lining shit up and see what it's going to take. If it's going to be under his initial estimate, over his initial estimate, um, and we we'll go from there. And then what the year second, is your car again? Which one? Uh, the the wombat. 84. Okay. So you're keeping factory manifolds and everything on that thing, I'm assuming. No, all the original engine shit's gone. No, 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 but I mean from the LS motor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the LS we're getting was a crate engine that was in a hot rod and has low mi- like very low mileage, and the guy wrecked the hot rod, and the engine is fine, so this is like the turnkey package that you would... The E-Rod. Like, I don't think it's an E-Rod, yeah. but it might be an E-Rod. Like no one has said, but it is an LS3 mm-hmm. with the throttle pedal and the key and the harness and all that shit. Right. Like, like as if you bought it from GM with like, I guess super low miles and the number is fantastic for the, for all of it. Um, it might not have a trans, but a trans is, I'm not GM to get right. a 4L60E or a 4L80E is I'm not worried at all. Um, so the, it's basically the initial payment was to start the work and start diving into it and then we're going to get to a point where they're like, all right, we're here. We need to get here. It's going to cost this. And that's when I'm like, all right, cool. Bye-bye, W114. So the, the, we're called the Wombat the Wombat, but I was thinking it'd be funny. So it's a W123. I think it'd be kind of funny to call it a WLS3. Yeah. Didn't, didn't we also call didn't, didn't we spit all the pork chop one night or something like that? I don't know. That might have been for something else. We decided to call Jason Connor's car. We decided this at Radwood to call it um, Karate Kid. Just because I find, I don't know why I find this funny. I find when you t- people talk about cams and the noise that cams make, like, oh God, <laughs> chop. So Jason likes to talk about, so if you don't know, Jason Connor, a uh, friend of Hooniverse, he's been on here a bunch, shot up some videos for us. He bought a C5 Z06 yeah. in Speedway White, lovely car. I think it was a 2002. I think it's a 01. Either way. It's a very early one. Um, and it, it was a Texas car, so it was all Texas, <laughs> all Texas out. Yeah. And it has a, an aggressive cam and they talk about the chop. And I find that so funny. I don't know why. Like, uh, listen to the chop. I love the chop. We were joking about it at lunch. So we were taught. So his car is so much chop. We're calling it karate kid. So when they talk about the chop, what does that mean? Like the lopiness of it. Like, so if it's, if it's an aggressive duration or angle on the cam, it's like blah, 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 blah. So. Blah. It's chop. A very hard If sound. you had yeah. a skyline with an aggressive cam, would it be a Miyagi then? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, but I, it, Jason's car is Karate Kid and it's, I fucking love or it. Or I'm just going to call it Ralph Macchio. You could do that too. You could do that yeah. too. Um, either way, I don't know why chop is hilarious to me. So that's where we are. We fixed something on the bends. The thing is, I don't want to keep putting money into it, which I didn't on this fix. Clearly it was an AutoZone fix. Um, but I really, really, really want to get paintless dent repair on it. I really want to get that done. Uh, the dents bug the shit out of me. It's, it's not worth it if you're selling it. I know. I know it isn't. And I look at the rear of the headliner I mean, and it bugs we, me. And We had talked about paintless when you first bought the car, but I mean, if you're going to get rid of it, it's not worth it, man. I know. What, I know. what is it? What is it? What would it cost to do the paintless? Uh, I mean, it could be as low as 500 on up to who the fuck knows. For the stuff that, I mean, if I had to ballpark from like what I've had done on paintless work before and like what Jeff needs, Probably between nine and fifteen hundred. That's probably more realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, which I be I don't want to throw that much more at the car. You know, you won't get that much more value out of it right. if you put it into it. Right, I won't. What's the timeline on the wombat? I that's a fantastic question. I mean, now we're into December, so nobody works in December. Um, I'm okay. hoping they they crush a bunch of work in January on the car. I want to be driving it by spring. I'm going to guess that you will have it in your hands at the end of March. I like that date. Um, I'm going to say that's optimistic, but I, I, but in the back of my head, it's like, please God, give me the car by then, you know? And I, I don't think it will be finished in terms of my final vision for the car by then. I think it'll be running and driving by then, mm -hmm. which is my goal is goal one. Um, goal two is then Safari and paint and wheels. I already have wheels lined up. You can't safari anymore, I'm, though. I've been wanting to safari this car for years. I know you have been, but the problem is, is safari is going to be played out tomorrow. I don't care. What? So I've wanted it before <laughs> they did it. And I'm not going to let my goal of having this thing be safaried change. I've what, what exactly are you going to do for Slight, the safari? So, what, what, what is it so exactly? I think, I think the direction for the suspension is that Bilstein makes a rally spec suspension that's basically just a slightly taller suspension. It's like what's in Matt's car. It's not a super rally-ready suspension, but you, it gives your car a lift and lets you go do fun things. And it's Bilstein, so it's not going to be crazy expensive. By comparison, I drove the Michello's Classics Safari 911, which had a $15,000 KW fully adjustable suspension, which was fucking bananas. Um, the Bilstein's nowhere near that. Um, it's just, it's just, you're replacing your suspension. Like it's not coil over. You're just giving yourself a little bit more lift. So I just want a little bit more lift. And then I know which wheels I want. I want the Motegi MR 139s. I'm going to look that up. So it might be the 135s. I'm sorry, right. Josh, if I'm getting the wheels wrong. And then KO2s, which will also give you a taller tire. Um, so we're going from 14-inch wheels to 15-inch wheels. What is the model designate? What's the actual model number on that car as it is right now? On my wagon? Yeah. Uh, it's a W123-300TD. Is that what you're looking for? Okay. What, yeah, but like, what was the actual branding on it? 300TD. So it's a 300TD? Yeah. 300 okay. and then TD turbo diesel. What if it was a WLA-62 AMG? WLA? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, any M... Any AMG engine would be great, but I'd see W123 is the generation well, no, no, tag. No. I say WLA, it would be, you know, instead of the W123, the W Los Angeles 6.2 AMG. I don't want anything LA on my car. <laughs> Fuck LA. These are the wheels I'm going to do, I think. Uh, I'm going to try nice. to get them not in gold, though, in, in bronze. Actually, Jason and I are talking about, not Jason, uh, Josh and I, who's getting me the wheels, Josh Ostrander, more maybe a desert tan. See, I've already got my uh, my I I have a set of uh, Z06 wheels out right now that are getting powder coated bronze. I see. Yeah. So, and then the car is just gray, like Mercedes gray, and I'm gonna do a vintage green. I want to do a color that exists in the Mercedes family. It's called moss green metallic. That's what I'm leaning towards, which is a nice dark green. So then, either bronze or desert tan wheels on that. Um, oh, you have to go green. I'm going green, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm 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 definitely going green. And then a really nice, luxurious dark brown leather interior. No, I'm not point. touching the interior. I'm leaving a bunch of extra that lights. That's gonna now we're getting I'm gonna do some lights if I can find them. Um I mean yeah. Dude, so yeah, that's you the have point. to I mean that's the one thing I've gotten very spoiled on on any cars. I won't be able to shitty lights anymore. Like yeah. your versions on it. Oh no, I mean like ox lights yeah. on the wagon. Um 
but yeah, the the lights on my one fourteen are LED and they're fucking awesome. Yeah, like full sealed beam, eight inch rounds, plug and play, um, not dealing with like bullshit LED bulbs in old school housings or HIDs and that crap. No, yeah. these are. I I still think I need to aim them. Um, so sorry, everybody. Uh, but yeah. Well, to be fair, it, the LEDs are bright, but it's not as blinding as like an HID setup. So you're probably not that Right, high. right, right. I just, I'm a little high. Um, but it feels like everybody out there has their high beams on anyway. So they well, can everybody drives an SUV hell. or a crossover at this point anyway. So. Right. So I'm just aiming, I'm just aiming for my space back up there. It's like my, there's no way the lights on my Fiesta are proper, but it's so small that nobody cares because it doesn't interfere with anybody. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. There you go. There you go. Um, some quick vehicles that I've driven because it's been a while. Um, I drove the I-Pace. I spent a week with the Jag I-Pace. The Apache. I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. I could see having an EV. I could totally see What it. did you like about it? It was, I think it looks cool from most angles, not all angles. Um, it felt futuristic. It was put together, and I'm talking about a Jag here. It was put together better than the Model X. Didn't have as much range. It has as much as the base, like Model X seventy five, or something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, but the that Tesla is ten grand more. Um, it just it felt special to drive. It the the torque is awesome. Five hundred and ten pound feet of torque. Mm -hmm. You know, from zero. Um, it was comfortable. Hey man, I like the Bolt the two a lot too when I had it. They're perfect it was cool. for city cars. They're perfect city cars. Uh, I really liked it. I went, I wish I had a plug at home. I didn't charge it at home. Um, you don't have an outlet in your garage? No, I don't have one that could work for that. Nope. I have regular old outlets. You won't do, you can't trickle charge it over 110? Uh, no. It needed a 220 outlet. Okay. And I do not have one in my garage. Because okay. it's a detached, well, it's below. Like if I think I was in the two car garage, because they have laundry out there, so yeah. I would have an outlet for that. Um, but I found there's, a shitload of level two chargers, mm -hmm. and I went to one by mistake. I assumed, I assumed level two was like, oh, this is fast charging. And I plug it in, and it says right on the dash, this will be charged in 13 hours. I'm like, um, nope, this isn't right. So no. I Google level three, or I, I use the app. So I had to stick to charge point because the press car has a charge point thing, so you yeah. can charge for free. Um, and there were a few around me. One of them, the one I used was at a Honda dealership. Um, pull in and you know, they're used to seeing other non-Honda things there. Uh, but a couple of the salesmen like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and I tried other level three chargers. There was one close to the Spectrum in Irvine, but one of them was down. One of them just wouldn't work at all, wouldn't read the card. It's funny, though, on the ChargePoint app, there's feedback people can leave. Like, they'll be like, you know, this one sucks. ChargePoint hasn't fixed this one. They'll, yeah. they'll say all that. This one constantly gives faults. So it's really interesting to read that. So the I went back to the Honda dealership one. I got and so a couple one day it was fine, but then I drove it hard, so I needed to go back um, the next day. And it was it just wouldn't. It kept giving me faults and timeouts and faults and timeouts, and I was getting fucking pissed. So I just went home and I said I'll find another one or come back to another one. I still had like forty miles of range, but anxiety starts to set in a little bit. <laughs> but if I the thing was if I owned an EV, I would have a level two at home. Mm -hmm. And I would just charge it overnight when I, I needed. What is the difference? Well, it's it's just amperage. It's okay. it's level two. Well, it's, level two gets you it's, in it's, minutes. It's, it's what a is two twenty? It's okay. two twenty. Well, it depends on the size of the battery. Okay, and it depends on the charging system in the car. But generally speaking, like a general one ten volt outlet, like you have in a standard house, is going to be like mm, 
15 to 20 hours to charge most cars. Yeah. Uh, quote unquote level two, which is like a 220 amp, we'll charge we'll charge it in, you know, seven to ten, and then beyond there it goes up and up. Like the new uh, Porsche slash VW Auto Group system, so the 800 uh, the 800 uh, volt version, that will charge a car uh, like to 90 percent within I think it's uh 25 minutes or something like that something like that um this one is supposed to get on a level three the average level three which what i found was 50 kilowatts um whereas a level two six kilowatts or whatever like the juice flowing back out this it's supposed to get to 80 percent. everybody measures to 80 because battery charging exponentially gets slower from 80 to 100 like it just it's and it's, it's different for all of them so it's the, the physics of how a lithium battery pack works so the standard metric for everybody is from like zero to 80 um and this will get zero to 80 in it was like it was over 30 minutes where pretty much everybody's at 30 minutes and then this porsche shit is going to be nuts um they said you can get it was like 25 miles or 60 miles of range in four minutes, which is insane. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, is like the Porsche thing is, it's, it's be being so, like, it's with the whole VW Auto Group charging system that they have. It's not that there's anything revolutionary there. They're throwing more voltage at you, right? Which is just like anybody could have told you, yeah, you're going to be able to charge it faster with more voltage. It's just a matter of they're launching it on high end vehicles to start with and they're just going, well, fuck it. If you want to charge it at this rate, well, then you need to buy the expensive stuff for your place yeah. to charge it, which basically is usually going to mean a bigger, you know. Because uh, nobody buys level three at home, right? Because those are like no, not, 15 you grand. You can get it and... on newer, you can get it on newer construction because the problem is, is that it's most, most residential power, um, power requirements cannot meet. Oh. The needs of that you'd have to be like a rich guy building your own house type of oh, thing. So you're saying really, the grid the local grid can it it's not that the local it? grid can't it's that the wire running from the pole to your house the wire it, to charge so level two the level two charger just to give you an example is you take it off the stand you're like okay you plug it in when you pick up the level three charger the wire is like this thick around and when you plug it in it's like like you fucking yeah. hear the energy flowing <laughs> yeah it's it's and the, the auxiliary coolers for the battery system will kick on in the car and everything to make sure it stays cool while it's charging yep that's how much energy it's pushing but like new construction and i think california is even mandating this to where you have to be able to have up to a level three charging capacity in the houses um which having is, a level three in your house would be crazy like you don't right, even need what, it well the crazy thing is is it's not that obscene it's basically like taking older construction and just doubling the electrical capacity of the house. Yeah. Um, but but as the, we have as we have more and more solar and everything coming on on in these houses, yeah. all this stuff is being upgraded to accommodate that sure. anyway. But the thing too, like as we have more and more range, you don't even need to plug it in every night. Like if I had yeah. a plug at home, I wouldn't even plug it in every night. And then you can monitor it so like you only charge on off peak hours right. and, and all that or stuff. Or if you'd like you know like me where you live within this within this confines of the city yeah like a, a lot of driving in a day's time is 60 miles yeah you know my dad just bought a volt two months ago and he charges it at work he lives in an apartment down on the beach and he charges it at work it costs him like three dollars to charge yep. it. yep yep it's i liked it that the eye pace was great the that did you see the audi at the, audi I, the audi I, show? that's what i was gonna ask you holy shit yeah. why would you buy a model s I don't know why um, you buy that's a good, good I don't know car. why you buy a Taycan. Yeah. Well, I, I think the Taycan has a uh, bigger range specs. 
It does, but I think the Audi's better looking. Uh, that, that Audi e-tron GT is fucking impressive. Uh, you know what was also impressive at the LA Auto Show? I think we're, since we're talking about EVs, if they can deliver the Rivian, very I, impressive. Okay. Um, the truck. You, did you see it? No, I did not. Oh, okay. So the Rivian is the newcomer. The R1T is the truck. The R1S is the SUV. Um, pickup truck, fully electric. They're based in Michigan. Um, and they're the manufacturer. Yeah. Rivian, yeah, yeah. Rivian, is, the Rivian name of the is the name of the company. Okay. Um, the specs they're touting. So it's a skateboard chassis, you know, as you'd expect. Fully sealed so it can wade, you know, up to three feet deep or whatever it is. I have seen some of the stuff it can before. I just not that stuff. with it. Yeah. 400 miles. So the top spec battery is 180 kilowatts, kilowatt hours. It's, uh, it's 180 kilowatt hour battery pack. Four motors, one in each wheel, 147 kilowatt motors. Total output is 750 horsepower. Um, 400 miles on a charge. And then there's some fast recharge times quoted. And then there's this cool pass throw between the bed and the cab. Uh, that the doors open on the side and also double a seat. So say you had a snowboard in there, you could then sit on the seat, tie your boots up, like really cool mm-hmm. shit like that. The interior looked really nice. Um, the price is is you know I think on the low end is going to be sixty and then up to a hundred for the big battery packs. And and the question is, how are you going to market this in a place where like a lot of the truck market is like oh, fuck those EVs? Right. No, it'd be it'd be you here. Know? It'd be here. Because the SUV, you know, it'd be like, yeah. I don't want that wacky Tesla with the doors and the stuff like or that. Or the guys that actively roll coal because they think they're owning the libs. Yeah. You know, it's just like, <laughs> no, you're wasting fuel, you idiot. Um, it's, uh, it was, it's interesting. They're, they're at least two years out, though. Um, the numbers quoted are, everybody's kind of like, okay. Tell them it to send us a prototype. A ambitious to uh, good luck to them. the two vehicles they had on the stand are prototypes, but they're running prototypes, and in mm-hmm. all their beautiful, beautiful promo videos, they're driving it. So, is it all private money? Do you know who's funding? The uh, no, it's um, China. I was gonna say, I okay. think all it's right. China and Saudi. All right, well, which are the two who do that? So, here's the thing is each truck costs one journalist, yeah, uh, and it's uh, electric cars, Saudi, Saudi, Saudi. Uh, Saudi. Saudi, yes. in my Audi. <laughs> uh, Saudi, no, that's actually how they're saying. Saudis in Saudis. Um, I th- I have a prediction that I think thirty years down the line, these components to build electric vehicles are largely going to be commodity items all out of China. You're going to be able to buy these things. I agree a with bunch that. of different manufacturing shops in like Shenzhen and things like that, and there will be almost no value in terms of IP on electric vehicle parts. I, I agree with that. Um, their electronics, they'll be commoditized there and everybody will share their designs and there will be no value to designing any of that stuff brand new. Yeah, sure. Um, yes, I agree with that. Um, now, uh, switching gears as we, as we wrap up here, I want to talk about the fact that we are on Blipshift. Blipshift.com slash Hooniverse has t-shirts. We just have two, we just have two colors. It's one design, two colors. Um, We've sold some already, which has been great. So thank you for those of you who bought them. We're going to add more designs soon. This is going to be our, our, for right now, permanent merch store. So right now it's just one design. We're adding more designs. I have some stickers I've printed up. Um, there's one of the new site design logos. And then this will be updated the other by one. next week. I know this is small. Sorry. So uh, I just made these on my own, but we're adding stickers soon to the blipshift.com slash universe portal or partner stores they call them 
Um, if you have t-shirt designs, I would be interested in hearing about them. Um, I, I'm always open to new t-shirt designs. And if you help us design one, I'll make sure you get a few of them and some more stuff like that. Somebody has an EV insight, Vikas Patel. I believe Hyundai Kona, which is coming out in January is going to be revolutionary with 200 mile range. Uh, it's actually 258 mile range, but it is actually it is, a fantastic. It's EV. an interesting I've car. It. It's an interesting car. I've driven it. It's really, really good. Uh, and the price is fantastic, and I think it could help drive more customers to EVs potentially. So you are right about that. And it could, if Hyundai really gets out in the lead on this, this could do a lot in terms of uh, brand share. Um, can you upload any future audio-only episodes to YouTube? Seems it would benefit the channel. It would help me, and I'm sure other people. Oh, so like if we miss this is a question from Ben. So if we miss doing live streams, you want the the audio version to YouTube. Uh, we yeah, could I, I do don't that. see any reason why we can't do that. I guess we could do audio only versions to YouTube. Yeah, we can look into it. Um, is there a reason though that you can't get it on Shout Engine? Is the question or iTunes? Are they just used to consuming stuff via YouTube? Yes, if you're used to consuming, yeah, you might be using YouTube on the train or whatever. So we'll check into it, Ben. Um, the only reason it is the way it is now is because most people just use their podcast apps to get it. That's why. Right. Correct. So. Um, email us if you want more answers. Jeff and Hooniverse and uh, Chris at Hayes Data. Um, Did you want to talk Baja? I want to save Baja. Uh, Baja. If you're going to email me about podcast stuff, do I want to save Baja for another episode. Okay. I want to bring you back on and talk about Let's do that. beer and Baja. That's we'll call that episode Beer and Baja. Because um, Patrick pre-ran Baja, and he's fucking pumped on it, and I'm jealous. Because I wanted to just it. get into the show, and I'm using this as an excuse then to bring you back on for another episode. That's when we'll form the race team for next year. Yes, there we go. Mm -hmm. um, Patrick, tell everybody, um, just give them the, the, the gist of the show as we're wrapping up here. Truck Night? Okay, so uh, Truck Night is a show on History Channel. Um, every episode, five contestants show up. They each bring their own truck. It could be any truck. Um, and they compete in a series of challenges to determine two finalists who then race a final course for time. And uh, whoever uh, finishes the fastest or makes it the farthest, because less than 50% finished the course this year, uh, they win. And they go home with 10 grand. It's tough. People don't realize how tough. Um, they show up and, uh, uh, you know, they break. And then sometimes they, they fix their stuff on the fly. We have a, a garage that's all kitted out. So they'll hit the garage twice in the episode to fix anything from electronics to uh we did a basically a full rebuild on a jeep this season that 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 may or may have not have gone over vehicle catheter systems fail uh one time it was very messy i was kidding one time i i was <laughs> kidding all right uh no but it's it's a lot of fun uh it's a show um did you that, say the network yeah, it's on History Channel. Sorry, I don't know. I it's for everybody. We get a lot of fans that are that are kids. A lot of families like to watch together. Um, it'll be on at 10 p.m. I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, if you got a truck and you you want to you want to run in it, um, you know, hit us up in the spring sometime, and so, you know, uh, see line up yield DVRs. Yeah, exactly. Line up the DVRs. There'll be a big announcement in January. Will that? Do you have any idea if that'll be available on their uh, streaming site? Yeah, uh, the previous episodes are currently available on HistoryChannel.com. If you are a cable subscriber, you can use your login and check them out. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Chris, tell everybody about Shout Engine real quick. As usual, uh, if you want to do a podcast and want to get into this lovely line of entertainment slash absurdity, uh, go to ShoutEngine.com. We'll get your podcast online real fast, real easy, and you can do it in like literally two or three minutes. Uh, and... On that note, uh, there's actually some reorganization going around the corporate structure and shout engine and everything, and new stuff to come in the new year. So, so if I wanted to start a podcast, yeah. 
give me the what what is the three step role what i need to do okay so you're gonna need to first figure out your subject matter got it okay. i got the subject so matter. you got the subject yeah, yeah. matter procure whatever equipment you're going to do to record the first version of it right mic and some stuff basic stuff like that you record that show go to shout engine name of give your show a name so i record a file you record a file you yeah. create an mp3 file go to shout engine and you upload you give the show a name you create an episode you have the episode of the title, you upload that file, and it's online and ready to submit to iTunes. So I just, I just go to Shout Engine, I just create a title, create a show, and then I, so can I do it on like a voice memo and then just like upload it? Yeah, totally. So and, I really don't need anything. No, and honestly, if you, I tell people this all the time, before you spend a bunch of money getting into podcasting, whether or not you know that, if you like it or not, iOS devices, um, iPhones and iPads actually have fantastic built-in microphones, and if you just want to screw around with it to begin with, it's a great way to start. So I could sit in my kitchen with a beer, record a file on my iPhone, go to Shout Engine, and then in a few clicks have a podcast and upload. And submit it to iTunes and have it for the world to get. Oh, that's been great. Uh, as we're closing out, I want to give everybody watching a peek at our new website. This is the what the new website is going to look like. Um, I haven't shared a full like working version of it. Um, this up here is, yeah, you can scroll through. We're going to have some large pictures. See, there's the new logo. It's a nice looking um, font. So this is, isn't loaded with all the newest articles and stuff yet, but you, the videos and podcasts, we have a link to the merch. That's what the t-shirt looks like. Hooniverse. We have our Instagram shit up there. Um, it's much, it's much fresher, much cleaner, much nicer. Jeff rocking the loam. It's just, wolf it's just updated. It's just up. To, yes. Rocking the loam, loam wolf t-shirt. Um, you know, we got. That's a fantastic photo, I have to say. Right? Yeah. That is not my truck, by the way. Um, and then uh, that, you know, we got to keep some of the old stuff on there. I've got a good photo for the. We have a dedicated podcast page now. Ooh, um, fancy. Speaking of Baja, um, there's some cool design stuff we can do for featured style articles in the future. I'll give you guys a quick taste of that. It is in like this one. This isn't a real article. This is just like a tease of what. So like we can just get a bit more artsy with our stuff. Um, we can we can do some really cool layouts going forward. So I'm very excited to roll this out. And I want to give you guys a peek at it. So there you go. Um, and that's all I've got for this week. Um, so you know Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. YouTube. You already um, know where to follow. Smoke signals to reach me. Smoke signals for Chris. Yeah. Uh, because fuck social media. There you go. I'm on social media at James Patrick Costello. Instagram. James Patrick Costello at, on at Instagram. Um and he has some of his cool Baja photos up there. Yeah, that's a few. You do yeah. some production photos sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we're once we're in uh full show mode, we'll uh I'll throw on some uh some cool stuff that you won't see on the show there on there. So. there you go. All right, guys. Uh thanks for tuning in to the live stream. Thank you for listening on shoutengine.com. Yep. And uh we'll see you all next week. Adios. See ya. <laughs>